how you are in the world matters. Overwhelm is inevitable and optional. It's time to listen up and make it optional for you. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast. Before we get started, I just wanted to make you aware of an exciting opportunity. I'm going to be teaching a free three-part live workshop and I'd really love it if you came along. So if you'd like to experience working with me live, you'll have a workbook and we'll be doing lots of really good exercises to help shift you out of overwhelm, de-stress and get you really on the way to starting to create a life that works for you rather than battling and just getting through your days. So it's a really good opportunity for you to work with me for free. So do sign up. You need to go to heidimark.co.uk forward slash workshops or click the link below this episode. I look forward to seeing you. Enjoy this week's episode. Good morning. Welcome to this special Saturday morning edition of the Overwhelm is Optional podcast. So yeah, you might not be listening to this in the morning. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter if it's Saturday or the morning, but you can probably tell from my slightly croaky, sleepy voice that I'm recording this, especially for you on a Saturday morning, because this morning when I woke up, I just thought of you. (laughs) That's honestly what happened. I thought, How will you be feeling on a Saturday morning? Because if you're anything like me or my clients, me when I was in that state of pushing myself too hard, waking on a Saturday morning isn't the joyful occasion that you long for it to be. Because you're working really, really hard and you've got through your week and you've crashed into your Friday night and you wake up Saturday morning and you just don't feel great. You're not ill. Maybe you've got a slight sore throat, maybe a little bit of earache, maybe not. Maybe your nose is a bit snuffly, but mainly it's not really anything. There's not really symptoms. There's just this sense of heaviness, this unwellness, this, oh, this, I really wanted to do lots of things today, but I just, I just don't feel great. I just really want to just stay in bed and recover. And it's not great, is it? Because this isn't the life that you wanted. You didn't work this hard so that you could spend your Saturdays recovering from the week or trying to recover from the week. And you may have reached a stage where you're just not really recovering from the week. And this is burnout, but we don't always realise it. I certainly had no idea I was burning out. I genuinely thought that because my job was stressful everybody was stressed. Um, But I loved it. I loved the opportunities that that was just the sacrifice. So the the work climate was that you work really hard and then you rest later and somehow you recover. Um, And even people talking about retirement (laughs) you know it's one thing to get through the day and and try and rest in the evening enjoy your evening and then it becomes oh I just get through to Friday and enjoy my weekend and then it becomes well in schools it becomes the end of term Um, but you know most jobs don't have as much holiday as that so then it becomes my next holiday or when this project's done or when 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 there's some imaginary space in the future where we get to breathe out and go yeah I get to live the life that I meant to and feel really, really good. 
and then it gets pushed even further into retirement. That's really common. You know, when I retire, I will do all of the things I long to do. And that's just really, really sad. And for somebody like me, I mean, my father died at 59, just after his 59th birthday. And he spent a lot of time talking about retirement. I mean, he didn't get there. And that's just, that's tragic. Waiting until, well, waiting, waiting, constantly postponing our lives. Even tiny things like cleaning the house, you know. I mean, it's not that cleaning your house might not be at the top of your joy list, but there comes a point, doesn't there, where you're like, I just want my house to feel nice. It's not about the cleaning. It's about the how it feels and how you just want that nice space. And it's just this, you've worked really hard to have the money to have this home, but it just doesn't feel quite right because it's just like you're passing through it all the time, never quite getting the things done that make you feel at ease. And this is because your energy and your time and your focus and your attention and increasingly your money is going towards propping yourself up to get through the working week. So this is whether you're employed or whether you're in business. So this constant pushing, pushing, pushing really hard. And then what happens is we wake up on a Saturday morning and what should be a joyful what am I going to do today becomes this oh I don't feel good I just don't feel right and it's not an explainable thing that's why I think it's really difficult is that when we start to really push ourselves too hard and because it's not a this is the problem with pushing yourself too hard you think it would be obvious I thought thought it would be obvious that if I push myself too hard that would be stupid right you know, it's like, well, it's obvious you shouldn't work that hard. But because it's insidious, because it's this constant crossing of little boundaries. Oh, I'll just get this done. I'll just stay a bit later. I'll just work through my lunch. I'm, I'll eat at my desk. Um, I won't, I won't go to the loo yet. You know, this constant postponing of these tiny, tiny little things. So the body's giving you, giving you signals and you're starting to go, no, not now, body. I think that's the, that and the not noticing that you're doing it. And doing it increasingly and thinking that it's good. Oh, it's great. You know, my bladder can go for hours. I, I don't need to eat that much. So I'm just going to lose weight or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, whatever your thing is. You know, it's, we justify this in order to get things done. And we, we do it because we want a full life. This is what's so crazy. We're practicing the wrong methods to have a full life. But we're doing it to have a full life because we think it works. And it's not until it doesn't that it's too late that we go, uh oh, doom. So when you practice the pushing on through, all you do is get better at pushing on through. If you turn that around, the fastest way to turn that around is to do the opposite. So instead of pushing on through, you listen. And that doesn't even mean you stop pushing, actually. What you do is you really listen. And that's difficult because when we're used to pushing and striving and achieving goals and getting a lot done, when we are that go-to person to get stuff done, when we like to be really productive because we've got these dreams, these plans, we, we don't want to be messing around, letting people down, wasting time. We really want to be focused. We get stuck in the problem solving mode we get stuck in the getting stuff down done and that is part of the problem is that what got you to here is not going to get you to where you want to be so it requires a shift and any big shift is disruptive so it's unlikely to 
to be you're unlikely to allow it to happen at a subconscious level because you're only just really hanging in there anyway so it's like I can't make all these changes so I'll postpone that as well even though I know Heidi's right and I know this is good I'm going to postpone that as well and it's this constant postponement so instead what I invite you to do with all of my work is these tiny tiny shifts which I call tiny huge life-changing practices because they've got to be small right they've got to bypass your amygdala so it's not setting off the fear center in your brain and it's just got to be easy because you don't have time. You don't have the attention focus. It's all going on getting through. So it's got to be really simple. So bear with me here. It's Saturday morning. You've woken up. You're not feeling great. There's lots that you wanted to do. And already your brain's starting to go, uh-oh, your body's letting you down again. Your mind's all clogged. You can't think straight. Start cancelling things like um, exercise, fun, social engagements. Yeah. That's the first things to go. Oh, I'll just, I'll just tell my friend I'm not feeling good and I can't meet them. And I don't blame you. I've been there, done it. And, and to be fair, I wasn't great company. So personally, <laughs> I think it was a good decision. But it's not a good decision long term because it means I'm not nourishing that relationship that supports me. So just notice if this is coming up for you. What are you waking up in the morning and then where's your mind going to? So if your mind's going to these loops of doom about how, you know, you're, you're just not going to be able to do all of the things that you wanted to get done this weekend. So it, on good days, I'd be like, oh, I was going to do lots of nice things for myself because I was always trying to. I was always hopeful. I was always booking in great stuff and then cancelling or walking out of a yoga lesson halfway through because I was so dizzy. I couldn't even sit, let alone. And it wasn't it wasn't like a particularly physically dynamic yoga lesson either I just couldn't I just felt dizzy and that's just overwork not good um and then on on the worst times and it wasn't just a steady decline this is the thing isn't it it's not this isn't linear it's messy and with with my and your constant you know hopeful nature yeah it's going to be all right it's going to get better things are going to shift all the time waiting for this shift and sometimes things do shift enough and that's what keeps us trapped, actually. If it was if it was clear, oh, I'm racing to burnout, you'd go, no, I'm not having that. But it's not clear. It's not like going down a zip wire. It's messy. It's like, oh, I've solved this now. I feel so much better. That exercise routine, that diet, that sleep, that, that hack works. But it doesn't last. So you've woken up and you've started to adjust your expectations of your weekend to fit how you're feeling and you're not happy about it but you rationalize it because you're very committed to not letting anyone down particularly at work so then you notice how you feel so you're noticing all of this stuff that's wrong so it's all negative you know the exhaustion the heaviness what's wrong with me and then I want you to notice the loops of doom so notice where your mind goes if it immediately goes to right I've got to lower my expectations of my weekend and then the things that become more important are the things that are going to help you get through the following week. So it's this constant looking for ease by getting more stuff done at the weekends. So if I sort all of this out now, if I get all the food done and organised, then my week will be easier. And if my week's easier, I'll be OK. So it's this constant. Everything is going to propping up the working week to get through without anybody realising how close to tears and wanting to scream you actually feel. Because that's not OK for you. 
because you're a private person and you're really competent and capable and you you don't wish to discuss that personal part of your life with most people at work. It's just not acceptable to you. And that's okay. I get you. I'm with you. But notice what's going on for you, because if you're prioritising work and I get why, but just bear with me, if you're continually doing everything to prop yourself to get through the working week, then that's what you're getting better at. But what's the alternative, Heidi? Tell us the alternative. This is the alternative. You notice how you feel. As uncomfortable and horrible as it is, instead of, so pull your attention back out of your mind where it's gone into crazy, how can I, how can I squeeze myself into this weekend, which enables me to get through the next week? So lowering your expectations of your life, not living the full life today that you really long to live. Just notice. So instead of going off in the mind, because that's all mind talk, go back into the body with kindness, with curiosity, use neutral noticing. So notice completely neutrally how you're feeling. And that is a skill and a practice that will change your life. It's not easy, but it is simple. You are literally noticing completely neutrally what's going on in your body. So notice the tiredness. Notice the niggles. And each time your attention's hijacked by your mind with its stories, its judgments, its loops of doom about how this is a disaster and you're going to have to not do this and go, that's mind, get back into the body and notice how you feel. Because however you feel is however you feel and you can only start from where you are. And if you are in that horrible state to feeling completely overwhelmed, frustratingly exhausted and just cannot work out for the life of you, how to live in a way that works for you, how to keep that business going, keep that job going so you support the lifestyle that you've worked so hard for and feel really well and be yourself. Remember how to have fun and laugh easily and relax and switch off and see those friends. Do that exercise you want to do. Make that thing. Repot that plant. Play with your dog. Get that puppy. Go on holiday. And all the other things that you want. So actually, you want more. This is this is what's really difficult, isn't it? Because you don't really want to just maintain what you've got. You actually want more. You want a bigger, better house. You want a puppy or another puppy. You, you might want children if you haven't got them. You know, like there's lots of things you want. You have dreams. But if you're shrinking your life to fit around you and squishing yourself into a life that isn't fulfilling for you that you're just getting through then that's miserable and if you're thinking how if I can't cope with this how will I cope with that because to have what I want will require more work and I can't work any harder because I'm only just coping with this level of work then it's time for a change and the change comes from acknowledging neutrally how you are this is how I feel and it's difficult work because we don't want to know. So when the body says, because it started with the body saying, I need to move. You've been at your desk too many hours. And you saying, not now, body. And then later having a stiff neck or a stiff back. And then what happens is you book a massage or a chiropractor appointment. But you keep sitting at your desk for too many hours and pushing your body to keep going, even though it's actually trying to tell you that you need to correct your course. So (laughs) 
what I want to do is move it from this is a disaster, feeling like this is a disaster, instead of using it as evidence that there's something wrong with you and going into problem solving mode, I'm going to invite you to see it as useful information for a course correction. Because what your body's actually doing is stopping you carrying on because what you're doing isn't working for you. It's not making you happy. There's bits that make you happy and you don't actually want to lose any part of your life. But the way you're doing it isn't working for you. So if instead of rejecting your body, which is just on your side, trying to tell you, hang on a sec, there's a better way of doing this. Can you just pause a moment and listen? When we needed to go to the loo for a wee several hours ago and you refused to move because you just wanted to get that done, that was an issue. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> Who knew it was as simple as moving when you need to fidget, going and peeing when you need to pee, eating good food, you know, planning that so that you have it there ready before you get so hungry, you're exhausted and can't think straight drinking water by making it really easy to drink water you're thirsty drink water you're thirsty drink water it's all there your body's got it sussed but each time you say no I'm not listening that's a problem for me because I just need to get this done because if I get this done then my body can rest you are practicing the opposite the very very opposite of the skill you need to get your life back if you want to feel really well and have energy, clarity and ease, you need to listen to your body. So the body is going to say, this is wrong. There's a more fun way to live. There's an easier, more energetic, lovely way to live. I'm guiding you there. Please pay attention. And you're going, not now, body. This is really inconvenient. I'll make an appointment for you with somebody to fix you later. But right now, I haven't got time. I did this with my teeth and I lost a tooth. So seriously. You don't want to lose a tooth. I'm still, well, I'm not still upset, but I found it very traumatic. And I found there was grief involved in that. I don't know how you feel about teeth, but it really upset me. And I look back now and think, well, I could have saved that tooth by paying attention. Instead of taking paracetamol for tooth pain, I should have done something about it. It's not that I, I didn't go and try and get it fixed. It was just too late. The damage would be done. I'd broken the tooth. I'd cracked it all the way down the middle, probably from stress as well, grinding my teeth. Do you do that? Wake up the really stiff jaw, grinding your teeth. Yeah, what are we doing to ourselves? So on this Saturday morning, I invite you to notice how you feel. Notice that not again. I feel rubbish or however you feel. Just notice it completely neutrally. OK, so this is useful information. Thanks, body. You can jot it down. You could jot down all your symptoms. And I'm putting those in pretend. Um, what do you call it? What do you call those things that people do in the air? Quotation marks, not a quotation. You know what I mean? Speech things. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm rambling now. Anyway, it's not they're not symptoms. There's nothing wrong. It's just useful information. When you label it as a symptom, it becomes negative. There's something wrong. There's a problem to be solved. Get out of your head. Problem solving is your head. And your mind is brilliant at solving problems. Of course it is. Your mind is amazing. But it's not helpful right now because this isn't a problem. This is a course correction. Just jot down everything your body's saying to you and listen. And then notice, is this how you want to feel on a Saturday morning? Probably not. So listen to your body. 
And then the easiest thing to do is instead of trying to solve yourself and your life as if you're one big problem, start listening to the body throughout the day. So when the body needs to stretch because it's achy, have a nice stretch. When the body wants to move because sitting on the settee that long is not great. When the body wants to go out and gaze at nature, go do it. Even if it's for one minute of going outside and staring at the sky and noticing how big the sky is and how far it goes and how actually the world's bigger than just your laptop or your desk or your business or your work. There's a whole adventure out there. And then you could imagine, I find this quite a good one. So I'm gazing at the sky and then I imagine that I'm transported somewhere. So at the moment, it's like, you know, it'd be nice to go traveling, wouldn't it? But we've been restricted. So you can imagine standing wherever it is you wish. And then if you were there, would all of the things that are bugging you today that are on your to-do list, you'll get better at list, would they matter? Probably not. And it's not that you don't want to get stuff done. It's that making your world a bit bigger can really help shrink the things that aren't important. Well, they are important, but they're not as important as you are. How you are matters. How you wake up on a Saturday morning matters because it ripples out. You think you're hiding it and you are hiding it brilliantly. Hats off to you. Nobody knows. I promise you, nobody knows. Some of your close friends are a bit worried that you're stressed, but they're still hoping that you're going to start coming back out with them. Um, they were a bit worried because you were moaning a lot last time you saw them. And that was quite difficult for them because they're happy to listen. But actually, they, they needed to have fun and they really need you and they miss you. And it's not that they don't want to see you. It's that they don't know how to help you because you don't seem to be that happy, but they're not so sure what's wrong. Is this ringing a bell? So it does matter how you are. So if you think it doesn't matter that, that you're not affecting people around you and that it would be selfish to start putting yourself first, start thinking about yourself, then you're wrong. It's not selfish. It's an act of huge generosity to the world when we take responsibility for ourselves, for our own happiness, when we realise that happiness is essential. That's what life's about. That's why you work so hard, because you want to be happy. You want to live life to the full. You don't want to waste your life. That's that's how you got into this mess, is because you want a lot, quite rightly. We have a duty to be happy. And putting ourselves first and really listening to what we need Listening to the body, looking after our bodies is a really, really good place to start. So I invite you this week to start committing to looking after yourself. I don't know. Now let's back that one up. That's too hard. Let's take it one step back. You're not going to do anything difficult. I invite you this week to commit to practicing neutral noticing with your body whenever you can. So it might be as simple as going to the loo when you need to rather than going in a minute, in a minute, I'm busy, in a minute, I'm busy. Drop the in a minute, I'm busy and start noticing what makes you feel better. Tiny, tiny, tiny things like the smallest things, like pausing and enjoying and tasting your lunch, going to the loo when you need to rather than delaying, stretching, moving more, getting outside, gazing at something beautiful, taking a break from the screen way before your eyes are tired. 
tiny, tiny shifts. Don't make it too hard. Really go tiny. Really, really small. And don't forget that if you want to practice neutral noticing with audio support, you can download the one minute mark. The link is below. It's easy to get hold of. Lots of people are using it and finding it really helpful. And that tunes you into your body in less than a minute. And then you can use that feeling, that noticing skill throughout your day to start just shifting your focus away from pushing on through to paying attention to yourself. And that is a life changing shift. And it's enough. Right now, it's just enough. Don't make it any harder or any complicated. It's enough. Let me know how you get on. To find out more about my tiny, huge, life-changing practices, please visit www.heidimark.co.uk.